Welcome to episode 105 of the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman coming to you late on July 4th night. Hope you've had a great holiday. I mentioned yesterday that I had something special coming and I had every intention of getting it out first thing this morning. Uh, one thing led to another at home, um, off this week and uh, last night, this morning, today, I have young kids and here we are late July 4th night. Um, but wanted to take the proper time to do this the right way uh, because I've been looking forward to this one and um, wanted to thank Dave White, my friend, for suggesting it. And it also, I ended up finding another tie-in for me that made sense to do this. But um, Indiana Jones came out this past weekend. Uh, he's a big fan. I know many people are. And uh, kind of seemed like, you know, a great excuse, natural tie-in to do something about Indiana. Dave suggested counting down the games. And then I also started thinking about the other tie-in with July 4th, the birthplace of America. And no, I'm not talking about the birthplace of college football. But for me, Rutgers and its emergence in the Big Ten and becoming relevant and becoming a winning program in the Big Ten, there's a lot of parallels tied to beating Indiana. Uh, I really think that, and I hope – make that point well going through this. So I want to count down the, the the eight wins that Rutgers has over Indiana. The fact that they've won eight out of the last 10. Yes, they lost this last matchup 66-60. You know, it was first game without Mag, and they almost still won it. And it was the first time that Trace Jackson Davis beat Rutgers. I mean, think about that fact. That's ridiculous. Maybe, the I mean, one of the best Indiana players ever and one of the best in years, and he just beat Indiana <laughs> Rutgers once. And they were shorthanded. So it's amazing how the power shift changed over time. And, um, yeah, it's really highlighted by this. So they're 8-8 eight eight all time. Uh, they were they met once before the Big Ten. Indiana won the first five Big Ten matchups. So up 6 nothing, And Rutgers won 8 of the last 10. So let's go through these eight wins. I rank them accordingly. I'll give you my reasons. You may disagree. Um, but I hope this is fun. So number eight, which I think is pretty much undisputably number eight, is the 2019 home win over Indiana. It was 66-58. Some of the names in this box score are blast in the past, blast in the past just in terms of who contributed in this win. Uh, Peter Kiss, seven points, four rebounds off the, off the uh, bench. Caleb and Miles each had two off the bench. They both had multiple rebounds, four and five. Shaq Carter, big game, 8.7 rebounds off the bench in 16 minutes. Then you had uh, Montez Mathis, didn't have a huge game, five points, uh, just a blast in the past. And then Ron Harper Jr., 10 and 5. Eugene Omoroyi, 14 and 10, three assists, two blocks, did it all. And then Gio Baker, Gio and Ron, two constants throughout all these victories. Gio, 16 points, five assists, was eight of eight from the free throw line. And the reason I put it at the bottom, not that any win over Indiana isn't important or, or meaningful, but, you know, this was a – both teams were just middle of the pack, not even middle of the pack. Rutgers went to improve to 11-9 and nine after this win. This was January 30th, 2019. Amazing statistic. The most amazing statistic of this game is that the attendance was 59-73. 2,000 short of a sellout. Think about Indiana coming to the rack and it not being a sellout. That is like ancient times. Only four years ago. And this was the second win ever against Indiana. So 
interesting there. Moving on, the seventh best win, in my opinion, over Indiana for Rutgers uh, was the 2021 Big Ten Tournament opening round matchup. Uh, it also marked the end of the Archie Miller era in Indiana, which was kind of sweet. And, um, you know, it's pretty funny. That's a postseason game, and I'm putting it seventh out of eighth. But that's how important some of these other games were. Rutgers pretty much was assured NCAA tournament bid already before this win. This just kind of solidified things. Always good to win a Big Ten tournament game. Uh, Chase Jackson Davis had 19-9 and nine in this game. Nobody else scored in double figures for Indiana. For Rutgers, uh, Jacob Young and Ron Harper Jr. Jacob Young had 13-5. and five. Ron had 13 and 11 rebounds. Uh, Paul, this is a big, big game for Paul Mulcahy. He announced today he's transferring to Washington. Uh, but this was a sentimental story with his mom driving out to Indianapolis to see him play. He had two big threes in this game that kind of were critical down the stretch. And people forget he shot 39% from three this season, uh, that season, the sophomore season. And uh, this was huge for him going into, uh, you know, or starting this postseason. Uh, for him, it was his first postseason game ever because uh, the Big Ten tournament got canceled his freshman year. So this was a big moment for him. And then Miles Johnson was a monster, 10 and 13 and three, uh, 10 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. Geo had seven points, seven assists. Uh, so yeah, notable Caleb six and four. So big win ended the Archie Miller era also went three, and zero in the 2020, 2021 season. So very notable, but again, for me, seventh just shows you how many big wins they've had. Let's move on to number six. And that was the 2020 home win. And that was on January 15th, 2020, 5950 Rutgers. The reason I have it at sixth uh, is in terms of what this win meant for the context of that season. In terms of winning that game, they improved to 13 and four. Indiana was good at that time. They went to 13 and three. Yeah, Rutgers went to 13 and four and four and two. If you remember, they started six and three. Uh, that season, they lost to St. Bonaventure on a neutral court, they lost at uh, Pitt. Uh, there were some question marks there in December if there was going to be a good team. And then this win really solidified that they were on a roll and they had a chance to make the postseason. Improved the 4-2 and two in the Big Ten. Uh, it was a sellout this time. It was a, a really uh, intense game. Some Big Ten staple referees, Boborowski, Kelly Pfeiffer were there. Uh, Chase Jackson Davis was held to four points on two of six shooting. Akwazi Yaboa had the best game of anyone in this game, 14 and seven, hit a couple big threes. Caleb McConnell had 10 and six. Nobody else scored in double figures. Shot distribution was pretty even. Everybody kind of pitched in. This wasn't even one of Rutgers' best. I think that was another takeaway, was that Rutgers didn't play lights out. They just grinded out a victory over a good Indiana team at the time, and they were going in the right direction. And we were really starting to believe, hey, they can make the postseason. I don't think anyone thought, they were going to make the NCAA tournament at this stage, but I think everybody believed that they they were going to be on the bubble maybe and that progress was certainly happening as a program. So this was number six for me. Moving on to number five. This was this year. To uh, December, huge win. One of the best crowds at the rack, you know, ever, uh, or at least the Pikel era. 
Um, it was a demolition derby, 63-48 blowout. It was the coming out party of Derek Simpson. It was the return of Paul Mulcahy with a shoulder injury. Kayla McConnell's first home game, or second home game, but he only his third game of the season. Indiana, if you remember, was number 10 in the country coming into this game. Ton of preseason hype. Preseason uh, Big Ten favorite by everyone. Final four, trendy pick by a lot of national writers. And Rutgers absolutely just destroyed them. The, the cover almost came off of the roof of the rack. That's how wild it was. Caleb McConnell, monster game, 16 points, 10 rebounds. Andre Hyatt had, a, had, a, had some big shots, 11 points. Nobody else had huge games. Well, I, I'm sorry, Derek Simpson. What was it saying? 14 points. He had some huge uh, drives and just took over the game in the second half. And Indiana just crumbled. They crumbled. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis did have 13 and 10. Miller Cop had a huge game. Miller Cop had five threes. If Miller Cop didn't have a good game, Indiana would have lost by 25. Nobody else showed up for them. Uh, only other players scored more than two points was Xavier Johnson. This was right before he got hurt. Uh, so this was a huge statement. It, it really solidified that Rutgers was good. And while we went right back into or went into two very tough games at Ohio State and Seton Hall, this was a big win. But it's number five for that, you know, it had some significance and maybe the historical significance will grow over time, especially Derek Simpson. If his career goes on to be what we hope it can be, this was his coming out party. Um, but overall, I put it at, at, at fifth. Maybe you could argue I could flip-flop five and six, but I went with the fifth. Number four, 2021 road win, the first time they ever won in Bloomington. It was a little bit of a weird game simply because it was COVID and uh, there were no fans. But this is very significant because Rutgers was in a tailspin, free fall. They had lost five in a row. This win got them to just four and six in Big Ten play, eight and six overall. And this, this started the turnaround in the 2021 season, the best season that Peichel had in terms of second round in the NCAA tournament. And I think just, you know, I think the 1920 team, you could argue, was a better team. But I do think this 21 team was this most talented team and was so close to being Houston and could have gone – I'm not going to say the, the F word, the double F word, but, you know, this was a really good team. And they started out, you know, uh, a blaze that season. They went in that five-game losing streak. This was the game that got them back on track. Geo Baker, monster game, 19 points, five assists on the road, four threes. Ron, 15 and 12, really carried them. Paul had nine points. Miles Johnson had eight, eight and five blocks, three seals. He was a defensive monster. Caleb, seven points, four rebounds, a couple steals. This is a core core five effort. Uh, the core five that we know as, as the core five that brought that program back, they all delivered in this game. Uh, Jacob Young, to his credit, had eight points off the bench. This was right after he got benched. Cliff had a big game, eight points off the bench as well. So the, total, the top seven all had really good games. And they beat Indiana. It was really close, but 74-70. And this was the start of the march towards the postseason for Rutgers and winning Indiana. So that's why I put it at number four. Now, these top three are big top three. It's a lot of fun to go back on. I think the order is pretty clear, but 
they're all just huge. And the third was also from that season. And it was uh, about a, actually exactly a month later, February 24, 2021, 74-63 win over Indiana. And this is that massive, massive comeback where Rutgers was down. Oh, boy. What were they down in the first half? 23 to 8. 23 to 8 in the first half on Geo Baker's senior day, even though he did come back for one more year. At the time, we didn't know. And he didn't know. And this was the first game of the season that you could have fans. The It was, it was limited. It wasn't a lot of fans. But family and friends were allowed to attend. And definitely gave them a spark. They came out flat. But Geo Baker, one of the best games of his career. I still remember how I wrote about him, about his performance. Uh, 20 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds, 6 of 11 from 3. Just a monster game for him. Ron, 20 points, 8 rebounds. He had four threes. This was one of those games, even though the rack wasn't rocking because fans couldn't fully be there, it was special. It was special. I remember watching it on TV. It was, you know, and they, they were getting their butts kicked. And then all of a sudden, they just came storming back. And it was just, it was great. This was Geo at his best. And this really helped. It was this win, and then they won at Minnesota, and that clinched the NCAA tournament berth. So the run started in Indiana. They had a really good start to the season. They had a five-game losing streak. They went at Indiana to get going. Then they win this game when they were really in trouble. And if they had lost this game, you could argue that they might not have made the NCAA tournament. You know, this just improved in the 13-9, 9-9 in the Big Ten. There weren't any, you know, there's four non-conference games that year. So – Monster, monster win, monster comeback. You could argue maybe the best overall performance of Gio's career. Hard to say because he's had so many, but in the moment that it was, knowing that it could have been his last game in the rack, how he willed his team back and willed them to victory, it was it was heroic. It was heroic. And number three on my list. Number two, I think the top two are probably obvious. I think they're pretty clear on what should be one and what should be two. Maybe some people will disagree. But number two, I don't know an eloquent way to put this, but this is the Ron Big Balls game. Uh, what a game it was. Just a great college basketball game. Things got really chippy there at the end. You know, I love how Indiana fans, you know, have labeled Paul Mulcahy as like the dirtiest player ever. If you remember this game, you know, yes, he got ejected for this game, but I mean, Xavier Johnson, and, and I actually tip my hat to him as, a, you know, he's a veteran. He's an old school. He's He reminds me of, like, he he could have been on the bad boys of the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons in the late 80s, early 90s. He gets in your head. You know, he totally, totally rattled Paul. And Paul comes out looking like he was the dirty player. But Xavier Johnson just, you know, amped him up so much and was, um, you know, really – in his face and just doing things that were really just, you know, <laughs> I mean, you got to give him, you know, I guess, uh, um, playmanship, you know, he, 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 out, he outsmarted Paul, got him ejected. Things weren't raveling. And then of course you have the Ron Harper jr. Monster three to win in Indiana, which sealed Rutgers going back to the NCAA tournament for a second year. 
17,000. It was senior day. Ron had 19 points in the game. He hit five threes overall. Uh, Geo had 13. Cliff had 13 and 12 with four blocks. Caleb had eight and five and two. Paul didn't really have much of a game. Nobody else, you know, not a huge thing uh, overall, but it was just Ron and Geo carrying the team, you know, Cliff having a huge game. But it was, uh, yeah, Andre Hyatt, I'll never forget, when Paul got ejected and Andre came in and hit those two free throws cold. People, when they talk about Andre Hyatt, you have to remember those two free throws because that was absolutely monster. He hit those two free throws. The Miller cop hit two free throws. The Miller cop tied it with a three. Uh, Parker Stewart tied it with a three after a Miller cop steal. So Rutgers about to blow a five-point lead with 19 seconds to play. Indiana ties it. Geo defers to Ron, which, by the way, should not be underappreciated. The fact that Geo deferred to Ron like that just shows the chemistry they had, the trust they had in one another. Two alphas coming through. Ron going down and hitting that three. Giving the big ball sign. Giving the, the crowd the bow. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And it solidified their back-to-back NC tournament appearances. And it just, it was the sixth win, or excuse me, fifth win in a row over Indiana. Uh, and then what were the records after this game? Uh, let's see. Um, that moved Rutgers to 17 and 12, 11 and 8 in the Big Ten. This assured Indiana could not have a winning Big Ten record. They moved to 9 and 10, 18, 11 overall. Just a monster win. And an iconic performance from Ron Harper Jr. I mean, when we think back on his career, this would be at the top. Uh, or I, I, The Purdue half-court buzzer beater is number one. The shot to win the game here is number two. I'm probably forgetting some too, but that's how many great moments he had. All right. So number one, probably should have been obvious from the start. And it kind of was my thought in terms of, you know, America's birthday. Because to me, this game... The 2018 Big Ten tournament win over Indiana at Madison Square Garden really, to me, is, I think, the birth of relevancy of Rutgers basketball in the Big Ten. Yes, they beat Seton Hall at home when they were ranked 15th nationally earlier that year, but it wasn't a Big Ten win, and Rutgers struggled in the Big Ten that year. They did not do well at all. I believe, was that the year they went 3-15? and um, It might have been. Um, there was a lot of losing down the stretch. And the other part of it was just Corey Sanders. Obviously, those three days. I mean, he made first team all tournament for a team that lost in the quarterfinals and was the 14th seed. I mean, that never happens. I was there for all three games. I was I was credentialed. I was underneath one of the baskets. I was at the Minnesota game, which they had to come back and win, by the way. And then the next night, and I'll never forget, I'm sitting in the basket and, you know, the crowd's filing in. And I mean, it was, it was like a, it was a party. Indiana fans coming in. I'll never forget the feeling. I, I can, I can transport myself back to my seat and feeling that vibe and the energy and the smells of MSG there. And just the Indiana fans coming in two, three beers at a time, laughing it up, thinking they're there to see a show. I, I think of, you know, Apollo's trainer and Rocky talking about, you know, they, they don't think it's a, they think it's a damn fight. 
You know, they don't realize it's a show. That's that's what I felt like Indiana fans ended up being like watching Rutgers. It was it was a laugher. You know, Indiana was the sixth seed coming in. What was their record? Uh, of course, doesn't list their records here on this box score. But they were the sixth seed in the Big Ten. They finished sixth. Archie Miller, you know, vibes were still high. Rutgers was the 14th seed. They just won the four, uh, first game as a 14 seed, back-to-back seasons, first time ever, the first 14 seed to ever win in the Big Ten tournament. And nobody really expected them to win this game. And then, boom, they're down 24 to 8. 24 to 8. How how soon into the game was it? Let's see. It was 24 to 8 with 809 to play. 809 to play, 24 to 8. I remember that timeout. I've even asked Geo Baker about this timeout, what Pico said. And he didn't say anything specific, but it was just that the team just a switch flipped and they just believed. And Corey Sanders, let's see what the first bucket. Uh, Freeman hit a layup. Freeman hit another layup. Indiana scored twice. Then Geo hit a three. Corey Sanders had a layup. Freeman, another bucket. Geo bucket. Corey dunk. Corey jumper. Corey jumper. Corey hits two free throws, takes the lead 29-28 with a minute and six to go in the first half. So Rutgers went on a 21-4 to run in seven minutes. And I remember sitting there, and I was just – i it was in disbelief. You know, and at that point, honestly, you're just like, they're going to run out of gas. Like, they cannot keep this up. And then they come out in the second half, and they just blow Indiana out of the freaking water. And it was an iconic performance. From Corey Sanders, who finished with 28 points on 12 of 20 shooting. No three-point attempts. That's how old school Corey Sanders was. Everything was just put the ball down, put your head down, and attack the basket. 12 of 20 from the floor, 4 of 6 from the free throw line. He had three assists as well and a seal. You had Gio off the bench, 15 points, 3 of 5 from 3. And then you had Sean Freeman, 15 points, eight rebounds, five steals for him. Eugene O'Moroy had nine and six. Mike Williams had six and four. Uh, no other huge stat lines there. It was it was the Corey Sanders show with Deshaun and Gio pretty much doing the heavy lifting. And, I mean, it got out of control at the end with Corey with the, the highlight reel dunks. I mean, it was just – it was a laugher. Rutgers was running away with it. And for me, that's when – Things changed for real in the Big Ten for Rutgers. They went out the next night. I was there as well. And they lost to a very, 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 very good Purdue team. They gave them everything they could handle. They lost by single digits. It was within one or two possessions for like a minute to go. Matt Painter praised Peichel and Rutgers after the game. But that was that that whole week, as we know, was the coming out party. But that win over Indiana, that changed things. You're down 24 to 8 in Indiana, eight minutes to go in the first half, Big Ten tournament. The year before, they were kind of in a similar situation at Northwestern. They lost by like 35. This was different. Something clicked, something changed. This team was not going down without a fight. And they were and, and they played together and, and they beat the snot out of Indiana for the first time ever. And things have never been the same since. Things have never been the same since. Since that time. Rutgers now 8 of 10. Made the NCAA tournament twice. 
finish ahead of Indiana. I believe four, this past year they didn't. That broke a three-year streak and finished ahead of them in the Big Ten. Rutgers now one of four teams to win at least 10 regular season wins in the Big Ten play the last four years. We know last season ended in disappointment. But beating Indiana at the Garden changed things forever. In the Steve Peichel era, in the series of Indiana Rutgers, you know, I had the best tweet of all time. No, I'm just kidding. But in the Rutgers-Indiana series, after they beat him at home this past year, you know, with six wins in a row, and I tweeted something about, you know, there's four-year-olds in Indiana that have never seen them beat Rutgers. And, I mean, that that's that's where we went from 2018 down 24 to 8, no chance, to that tweet where they won six in a row, eight of nine, and we're just, you know, dominating Indiana. Are they a blue blood, a former blue blood? I don't know what they are. They're definitely getting better under Mike Woodson, but – you know, it's not a rivalry yet, but there's a lot of things that are happening that you could look at it from. You could be, you know, have no understanding of the Big Ten, say Team A and Team B, and kind of the interactions of fans and how fans react to each other, how spirited these games have been, how impactful they've been. And you could say, yeah, I could see a rivalry growing there. Indiana fans will never admit it, but I think it's happening. We'll see what happens moving forward. They come to the rack this year. But that was my recap. Top eight, Rutgers wins over Indiana of all time. But that for me, that win at the Garden, that's when I knew. I felt, you know, when I had a recap video actually with Brian Fonseca, who's now with NJ Advanced Media, he wrote for me on the banks at the time. And I said, I said, if you don't believe in Steve Peichel at this point, if you don't think things are dramatically changing, I don't know what to tell you. I said that. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. And that's what ended up happening. So thank you for listening and watching. We had a great July 4th. I'll be back at some point this week. I'm going to try to do every day, see what we could do. But thank you for listening uh, to this podcast. Thank you for watching this podcast. I appreciate everyone's support always. You can find all my content at scarletfaithful.com. Thanks again.